Greetings, fellow citizens of Disneyland. Bricky here again, bringing back Disneyland for designers. Are you ready for this? Two weeks in a row. Oh, takes like what? 12 months off, 14 months off. Shows up and goes two weeks in a row. Who's a hard worker? Oh yeah, this guy. I'm recording live over on podcast. So if you enjoyed the podcast and will see the behind the scenes, make sure you become a Club 1313 member where each week I will be showing you all the behind the scenes on how I record the podcast and how the sauce gets made. I appreciate everybody who reached out to me last week telling me they enjoyed the podcast coming back. You are the reason why it's here again this week because as I said last week, I don't mind working hard. I just need to see a reward for all that hard work. And so a definite reward is people saying, hey, I was excited to see the podcast pop up like my friend Diamond Dave who wrote me a beautiful note about how he was so excited to see a random episode of the podcast come back. Diamond Dave, what are you saying? I'm here another week to give you some of those Disneyland vibes. Let's get started with today's episode, Disneyland for Designers episode 96, a Christmas fantasy parade. It'll be here one week from today. Hey friends, today's episode of Disneyland for Designers made possible by all my friends over in Club 1313, as well as donators just for this episode. I wanna say hi to my friends over at the Pharaoh family. That's right, Nick, Erica, and Audrey. Thank you guys so much for donating today. My friend Rich O, as well as Katie Stevens, who I cannot wait to see in her Vibes Overrides blouse. Mom and Cooin and Federalists, I appreciate both of you for donating, as well as my friend Jeremy Barbo, who bought a Vibes Overrides t-shirt. You can head over to heybricky.com if joining the club isn't your thing, but you want to support the content. You can head over there and grab one of our Vibes Overrides t-shirts, only available until November 13th. Then it's going inside the Bricky Vault. Make sure you grab your blouse today because remember, it was all started by a blouse. Thank you so much to all my sponsors and club members for making today's episode possible. Let's get started with episode 96 of Disneyland for Designers, a Christmas Fantasy Parade. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Christmas in Disneyland. Friends, as you know, the holidays are approaching, and part of that is the tradition of a Christmas classic that will be rolling up and down our beloved Main Street starting Friday, November 10th, going till Sunday, January 7th, which is a day after Three Kings Day. Did you know that Disney always tries to wrap up their holiday season right after Three Kings Day? I didn't know that until I researched it, found it pretty interesting, but... Coming soon, for over 60 days, you will be able to see the Christmas Fantasy take over Main Street starting each day at 3.30 from the Small World Promenade, working its way down to Town Square, and then again setting off at 6.30 from Town Square up to It's a Small World. Now, I have to say, I always like the second showing best because it's 6.30, because it's 6.30 during the holiday season, you get that sun going down, and I just like Christmas lights, and I like Disney at night. I think Disneyland shines a little bit brighter when the sun goes down, and uh, there used to be a part of me that I would pout like a baby, but didn't get to stay 
long enough to see the lights come on, but now I kind of go enough to where I'm like, all right, this is a rope drop trip. I'm cool with leaving at noon. I'm cool with leaving at two o'clock because I know I'll always be back just like this Christmas classic. This parade showed up in 1995. And this is the thing about having something that's now been a part of Disney's Christmas tradition for over 28 years. I say Christmas Fantasy Parade, your mind immediately plays the bells chiming, the song that you can hear below me if you're listening over to the podcast. You know this song. You even know all of the characters. They are familiar friends of the holidays that show back up and there's something about seeing the babes in Toyland soldiers march with their flat shoes. <laughs> There's so much attention to detail to this parade. Marching with those flat boots down Main Street, it just it sends a chill down your spine of, it's the holiday. And regardless of what you celebrate, whether you're religious or not, the holidays is a seasonal reminder. To me, this is the way that I choose to look at it. To me, the holidays really are a celebration of life. And maybe it's because my birthday happens to be in December, Christmas little baby wasn't born on Christmas. I'm not JC. Don't worry, but I was born in December, but it's not only a celebration of life because I get a year older, but to me, I see the holiday season as we made it through another year. And that really settled into me in the year where there was no Christmas fantasy parade in 2020, because that was a very, very odd holiday season, a very odd time in our life. It was a time to put your emotions up on a shelf, take an inventory of what it is that you have and what you're grateful for. And it was really when I started to think about, you know, before, probably in 2019, to me, the holidays were about the pageantry, the decorations. I'm a designer. So I love seeing a house with Christmas lights on it. I also love seeing how normal people make design decisions. I always say there's three ways that you can see how normal people treat design. It's how they put bumper stickers on their car, the tattoos they get and where they get them, and Christmas lights on their home. These are three times when non-designers make design decisions, and I am fascinated by all three of those things. You have a big car, and you decided to put the bumper sticker about 33% to the left and like 28% up vertically. That's where you thought the sticker went. And you have no tattoos, and you're going to start with your neck? You're going to start with your face? (laughs) Oh, I want to get my first tattoo. I'll get it on my hand. Good luck. And then with Christmas lights, I love when you could be like, we got enough lights to go around three and a half windows, but this is just where the, the lights stop or how people get that little extension cord over to the lights. I just love seeing people make those design decisions. So for me, pre-pandemic, Christmas was about the pageantry. It was about all the extra decorations. It was just about that extra wave of pop culture in all the stores on TV the commercials, special entertainment offerings. It just, you know, you go to the mall and now it's the Christmas version of the mall. Everything was just a little bit special. But post-2020, the last couple of years for me, holiday season has really been about celebrating making it through another year. And so when you stand on Main Street and you hear those flat boots of the Babes in Toyland soldiers coming down the street, you know you're there. You've made it. And for many people that aren't blessed like I am to live 13 miles from the park, you've even said, I've made it out to another holiday season at the Disneyland Resort. 
because we shouldn't take that for granted. Not everybody makes that part of their annual tradition. But not only do you know that song that is probably playing inside of your head, because I'm also playing it below me speaking, but you know the characters and you even know the order. This thing is old hat. It's an old friend. It's maybe for you watching Home Alone, which isn't one of my Christmas movies. Maybe for you, it's watching National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which isn't one of my Christmas movies. Or maybe for you, it's like it is for me watching Love Actually, which is my Christmas movie. Love Actually, my number one. Know every scene, know every song, know where it's all going. And I yet sit there and cry like a baby every single time when he runs into (laughs) the diner in Spain and proposes to a woman who he barely knows who speaks a different language. And she says, I've learned to speak English just in cases. Ah, I love it. And that is the holidays. You do the same things over and over to remind yourself that you got back to where at the end of another year. I also think that it's a Christmas classic at Disneyland because it creates one of those contagious moments where if you're really into the park and and, and like me, I'm, I'm lucky to go so often, I've leveled up my Disneyland vibes. I, I look at the park in a different way than everybody else. And it has a lot to do with a lot of times I'm, I'm filming and I'm capturing the vibes to share with everybody at home over on YouTube. Make sure you follow me over at Hey Bricky on YouTube. That's my main channel where I do all park footage. But even when I don't have a camera in between me and what's happening, I always keep an eye on how everyone else is responding to what's happening. I love seeing other people consume the magic. And friends, there is nothing better than standing anywhere along the parade route and looking across the street the smile on all the kids' faces sitting on the Because obviously, Christmas is a lot like Disneyland. You and I both know it's probably a 24-year-old woman inside that Mickey Mouse suit. Okay? Not really Mickey. However, just like when we go to the mall and we go, whoa, there's Santa. Because if we sell it, then the kids buy it. And the kids have a finite amount of time where the world is innocent. And everything is pure. And people have good intentions. When I first started going to Disneyland now over 13, 14 years ago, I saw Mickey Mouse as just a person in a suit. And I now see Mickey Mouse as an opportunity to share my excitement with the youth. Because the more excited we get about the character, the more excited they get about the character. It gives them an opportunity to meet somebody that they celebritize, that they see larger than life. Someone that they have this affection towards because they're like, oh my God, there he is. He's right there in front of me. This is amazing. And I think that that is something that adults, that we do for the youth, that we share that enthusiasm, that we share that excitement. And so when I look at a Christmas fantasy parade and I stand on the sidewalk, never in the front row, always with shorter people in front of me, it's about watching the whole thing go down. So it's important for me to find a place to watch it 
where the backdrop is just as important as the parade itself because I'm watching the entire canvas and watching everything that happened. And as far as being a Disneyland park lover and a certified holiday junkie, I can't imagine it feeling like the holidays without a Christmas fantasy parade rolling through the middle of the park twice each day. And if you're a local and you go to the park a lot, you might not catch every showing because, hey, it's a really great time to try to get on Rise of the Resistance. It's a really great time to go over and ride Haunted Mansion Holiday. But just knowing that it's there, hearing it off in the distance, seeing all the people flock in that direction, it is a tradition. It's a moment. It's a community moment that brings everybody together. And in a world that feels so divisive, and in a Disneyland whose magic is a little bit different as the world is reopened and rebooted, is one of those things that brings us all together. And in a day of people trying to walk faster than others so they can get in the queue faster, and you know, sometimes Disneyland brings out the worst in people, I do feel like that moment on Main Street for 99.9% .9 of the citizens of Disneyland, it brings out the best in people. And as I'm standing there, I'm observing that best of the children, of the people that are enjoying it, and the people that I've brought to the edge of the parade. One of my greatest moments, you can do this, <laughs> you can do this, is watching how it lit up my in-law's face. My father-in-law, my mother-in-law, born and raised in New York. We brought them out here. We treated them to a day at Disneyland during the holidays. It was the first time I ever seen it, and they just lit up like kids seeing that parade go by. And it was also a special moment because I looked over at my wife, who she had a face full of tears, because not only was she moved by seeing her parents look a lot like children and enjoying this magic moment, but she was touched by the fact that Santa not only said happy holidays in every language, but he also signed it for those that cannot hear. That's the Disney difference. And those tears in that moment, I will never forget. It will ring high above, to me, any fleeing moment on a ride. Because that, the community of Disneyland, that's how it's made better through the holidays. Thanks to all of its many traditions, including today's topic, a Christmas fantasy parade.
Now, friends, as much as I love this parade, admittedly, it is getting a little long in the sweet tooth. See what I did there? Because there's one of these things that I like to do in life. I like how you can say the same sentence, the exact same sentence, two different ways, and it's all in the way that you say it. A lot of times when I go out and record podcasts live with people, I get to step into their world. And I go, wow, I can't believe you live like this, meaning they're living pretty well. Or I go into their world and I go, wow, I can't believe you live like this, meaning this office, this place, this dwelling spot is a disaster. And so it's literally the exact same sentence that has two different meanings based on the way that you say it. So I'm going to say this again about a Christmas fantasy parade. You know the song, you know the characters, and you even know the order that it shows up in. This has been around for 28 years with actually very, very minimal changes. And since it does come from 1995, you can see that there are a lot of 90s design decisions that were made. I think the one that rings out the most to me is the fact that they use inline skates for some of the the different parts, like the people with the ski jackets on and their little sticks. They, they look completely 90s. The snow people, all the color choices used on their hats and their different you know accoutrements, very, very 90s design decisions. You see it a lot in the things that they did that replicated the moment of the time. But a lot of other items, like the ballroom scene, is forever preserved in that Victorian version of Christmas. And then you also get the 90s vibes on some of the other floats, just the way that they kind of capture toys without getting into any sort of licensing. But that song, when it starts, it doesn't stop. And it just repeats and repeats and repeats. And the characters, when they come through, you're like, these are just wild, like absolute wild designs. Later on today, I will be ranking from my least favorite to my most favorite, all the different characters and moments in the parade. Yeah, I have a countdown for you to add onto the back side of this thing. But it's one of those things where it's going to be hitting 30 years soon. Should it change? Should it get retired? Should it go away? Should something new show up? Would a new parade sell more tickets? Would it bring more people out in that 60-day window? Is this where Disney should spend the budget? Is this a lucrative thing that would bring more folks in? If they did change it, how would they change it? Would they make it more holiday-inclusive? Because it definitely, definitely skews very, very America Christmas. Should it change? It is admittedly somebody who loves it. I just wax poetic about it. It is very, very long in the sweet tooth, but I'm going to tell you right now why you do not want a new parade and why I think a Christmas fantasy parade should go on from 1995 to infinity. You do not want this touched. You do not want this changed and friend, let me explain to you exactly why. 
My thought is this on why a Christmas fantasy parade should stay close to the same for as long as possible. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm okay with little adjustments here. Swap out a character, put somebody new in, maybe even put a new unit in. I'm fine with that. I understand things should change. New is new and it's always exciting. New gets people fired up, gets people talking, gets people sharing. I think Disney is in a moment now where social media fuels their their theme park renaissance so hard that they sometimes need to consider what they do in the park, how does that go out into social media? For example, something that wouldn't cost a lot of money is if they were to put the star back on top of the Matterhorn. That can't be expensive to do. And my argument to Disney would be this. They go, okay, so we're going to put the star up on the Matterhorn. Let's just say because they're Disney and they have to overpay and they get charged more for labor and construction. Let's just pretend like it's $100,000 to put the star back on top of Matterhorn. 100 G. That's what it costs. And they go, are we really going to sell $100,000 worth of tickets because we put that up on the Matterhorn? And I say, yes. Because if the star goes on the Matterhorn, people online freak out net star on the Matterhorn becomes TikTok and YouTube and podcast and Instagram. Like everyone is going to share it. So you put the star on the Matterhorn. You let me audit how much YouTube plays you got, how many TikToks you got, how much Instagram tweets, blog. You let me take all that data and reverse engineer it. What it would cost them to get that many impressions on advertising with traditional media, advertising with meta, and I'll show you right now, that star on the Matterhorn is worth its weight in advertising budget. So it pops for the first year, and now next year, it's just putting it up there. It's no way it's gonna be 100 Gs next year. So when we think about Christmas Fantasy Parade, it's okay to edit it. It's okay to put something new in. But why you don't want a hard reboot and a completely new parade? Because if they did do a new parade, it would just be all current movies wearing a Christmas hat. It would be Encanto wearing a Christmas hat. It'd be Coco wearing a Christmas hat. All they would do if they made a new parade is they would take the same movies that they put in everything, all the nighttime projection shows, all the other parades, they would just take it, throw a Santa hat on it. A new holiday parade would be like watching a Disney Plus highlight reel going down Main Street. They would never make something again like we have now that has original IP inside of it. There are characters, there are moments in this parade that we only know from the parade. Now ask yourself, When they've done the recent new parades, Magic Happens, who are the original and ownable characters that only exist for Magic Happens? 
other than a couple of bizarre costumes of people that are in between the big moments, which are all advertisements for movies, yeah, there's the opening dance number of Magic Happens, which is the best part of the entire parade that looks like a fashion show going down New York or going down Main Street USA, but it does feel like New York Fashion Week has come to Anaheim. That's ownable and that's original, but let's go over to Paint the Night, which is a phenomenal parade. But it is just movie trailers going down Main Street. So if they did hard reboot and go, you know what, it's been 30 years, time to do a new Christmas parade, it would be horrible. Because there's no way they would reimagine the holidays and put the time and effort into making original characters for this. It would just be Coco wearing a Santa hat. And I got no beef with Coco. I love how excited he makes everybody when he goes down the road. I love that that little boy was a skeleton and he drank the magic cocoa and then he became a boy. However, let's keep that everywhere else because the holidays are about tradition. And what makes the holiday so special through the eyes of a Christmas fantasy is we only see the vertical reindeer these 60 days. We only see the snowmen these 60 days. We only see the gingerbread men flat on the back and burnt. What an amazing design detail in this parade. The parade brings out an original cast of characters that we only know from a Christmas fantasy. It's not like, oh, there's Encanto again. There's Coco again. Uh, I mean, I know Anna and Elsa are in it because, you know, snow and what are you going to do? But largely, it's pretty much uniquely itself. And that, I think, is incredibly important why it needs to stay that way. Because this is something that only exists in this time and space. There's not the exact same thing happening out at Walt Disney World. You don't see any of these characters any other time. A Christmas fantasy parade is Disneyland's version of their attic. You right now, this weekend, maybe next, maybe the weekend after that, if you're really lazy, but you're getting late, according to me, you're going to take the ladder. You're going to go up to the attic. And what are you going to do? You're going to pull out those Christmas totes, those green totes with the red lid. You're going to pull them out. And you're going to see a lot of your old friends. You're going to decorate the tree with your family. And you're going to decide which ornaments go up. And you're going to remember that Nanny bought you this one and Nanny's no longer with us. You're going to see an ornament of a pet that's no longer with you. You're going to see an ornament of a brother or a sister that's no longer with you. You're going to see all these things that have all these memories attached to them that you haven't seen for the last 11 months. That's a Christmas fantasy. It's a celebration of life. It's a celebration of another year. It should be celebrated with people that we haven't seen the entire year. That's what kicks you in the old nostalgia. This is one of the things that is ownable to Disneyland. Uniquely a tradition of Disneyland. And for the citizens of Southern California that I have worked very, very hard to become one of, this is one of our beloved holiday traditions. So yeah, song's a little repetitive. <laughs> Some of the characters... Are a little bit weird and yes 
We haven't even seen it yet, and you know exactly what's coming after the music box with the ballerina and the bear that kicks it all off. But it is so much better than anything that would ever replace it. Because it is uniquely Disneyland, it is uniquely the holidays, and it is a unique group of characters, moments, and feelings that we only get this one time of the year. So I say, Christmas Fantasy from 1995 until forever, because I don't think they have the ability to do much better. the holidays forever and always believe so there you go friends looking back at the Christmas fantasy parade its origins why some of you might think that it's a little repetitive and time to get something new, but my argument on why I believe we should be very happy with what we have because I don't think much better should show up. If you want to hear today's bonus content, I'm going to jump over to club1313.com and give you my top 13 of parade characters. You'll never guess who's at number one. You'll never guess the entire list. It's bizarrely bizarre. It's bizarrely me it's coming up right now for club 1313 members. If this is where we have to say goodbye, thank you so much for showing up listening to another episode of Disneyland for Designers. If you want to support the podcast, you can head over to Hey Bricky and buy one of our limited Vibes Override blouses, only available for 13 days, and those days are quickly running out. So head over to Hey Bricky. If you want to support the podcast and support your part of the Vibe Chasing community, let me know somewhere online. You can hit me up over at, at Mark Bricky on Instagram. You can hit me up over at Hey Bricky on YouTube, or you can just stop by the shop and say hi to me. I'd really appreciate to know that you're out there listening because as I said, I don't care to work hard. I just want to see a reward at the end of that hard work. And that reward is hearing from you and letting me know that you're out there with me thinking about Disneyland, talking about it together once every week. All right, let's jump into that bonus content. This is where we have to say goodbye. I wish you a good week. I hope to see you soon somewhere on the internet or maybe even standing on Main Street inside of Disneyland.